Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're just getting back into the game, you're going to want to avoid these mistakes. We're going live. No. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. It's Wednesday already, boys. I love four-day work weeks, don't you? It's all, they're almost like they almost like make life worth living, right? <laughs> oh man. I was in for a shock yesterday when I was writing up these notes. Okay. If you have read my book, okay, if you have read my book, uh, I tell the story of one of my 3% brothers who got into a pretty toxic relationship that ended with him spending a night in jail, okay? He's actually been on the podcast. In fact, he tells that story on the podcast, and I tell you in the book, hey, go, if you want to know more about it, go look this up, right? Well, yesterday on Facebook, I see that some bish update his profile picture with he and her having drinks together. I was like, what the actual? So I DM'd him. I was like, is that is that who I think it is? <laughs> is that who I who I think it is? He's like, uh, it's her twin. It's her twin sister. I'm like, bruh, bruh. Come on now. Come on, man. Okay. Anyway. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> oh, God. Nurse Chick and I, we went to uh, Vegas this last weekend. As you guys know, I went I went hiking with uh, with Aaron Clary again, if, if you want to call it that. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this about Cappy, right? So Cappy takes hiking very seriously. And the last time I went with him, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I like hiking. I think hiking's fun. It's, it's exercise, but it doesn't feel like exercise to me because it's just fun, right? You're just out in nature, you're exploring, right? No, that's Cappy's gym time. Okay. And when the first time I went hiking with him, we went up to uh some I think it was Harney's Peak in South Dakota. And it was like a six mile round trip trail, I think. And I mean he hooked it. Like he was I had to jog to keep up with him. And I was like, Jesus Christ, right? This is nuts. But good hike anyway. So he, uh, so I go to Vegas this weekend. We go and have dinner Friday night uh, with uh, Mike Steele at, at a really nice steakhouse. And uh, and Cappy's like, "So we go to hiking or what?" You know. And I was like, "Yeah, let's go hiking." So the next morning, 
get up, go meet him at, you know, down, down in front of the, the hotel. He takes me to this place called the, the, the golden strike trail, uh, that has all these, these, you know, hot springs down this, down this corridor, right. That's right on the border of Nevada and Arizona. And we get there, we pull into the parking lot and he goes in the back of his car and starts putting gloves on. And I'm like, uh, what we need gloves. I didn't know we needed gloves. He's like, ah, you'll be all right. You know, it's just a couple places. We, you know, we just got to climb on a couple rocks. No big deal. <laughs> we go down this trail. This trail is, is another six mile hike, give or take. And as we get about halfway down the canyon, he's like, okay, so there's going to be a lot of rock climbing. We actually, there's some places we got to repel. And I'm like, what the hell? We end up going down this really rugged, uh, I don't know. It's like a wash. Right. And, Man, we're parkouring down this down this trail, like, and I'm talking like serious, like we're 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 vaulting over shit, we're jump, uh, we're not we're we're not at the event mark. I said the s word. Guys, send super chats. Anyways, we're literally parkouring over stuff. We're climbing rocks, we're rappelling down different places and stuff like that. <clears throat> and and of course, there's like there's like heavy set ladies that keep blocking the trail. So when you get to a a station where you have to rappel down, of course, like all these heavy set ladies are struggling, which is kind of funny. And Cappy's like, "Hey, Paul, you remember my last book?" And he just points over at these ladies. <laughs> anyway, we, there was places like that where he's like, "I'm not waiting for these ladies." So he basically like you know parkours down the rock side to get around these ladies faster. And then once we get past these ladies, we got to jog to get way ahead of these ladies. So they don't block our trail. Anyway, it's not a hike. It wasn't a hike. Okay. It was more of a parkour extravaganza with rappelling and rock climbing. That's what I would describe that as. Um, and then Saturday night, nurse chick and I, we went to the return of TNA at hard to kill man. What a, what a awesome venue that was. It was at the Palms hotel. and. Yeah, what great production value. Nurse Chick and I, were we were like three rows back from the ring. So, I mean, we were like right there, right in the thick of it. Uh, if you guys know anything about wrestling, Dolph Ziggler made his debut at TNA. Um, and he's now he's now going by his real name, which is uh, Nick Nemeth. So, that was fun. All right, that's what we're talking about today, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so... We are talking about eight common mistakes guys make when first learning game. And this is based on an old blog article written by Roycey. And I'll drop this in the chat here. If you guys, I, I like, you know, I, I recognize that there's sometimes new people to the space every time someone joins the show. So some of you, most of you guys know who Roycey is, right? But if you don't know who Roycey is, it's one of the original three R's of the Manosphere, right? You have uh, Roycey, Roosh, and Rolo, okay? And Roycey used to write a, a blog article. First, it was uh, Roycey in DC, and then someone doxed him. So then he changed his online persona to Hartiste, right? So uh, his blog was Chateau Hartiste. And he stopped writing in that, I don't know, maybe 2017 or something like that. It sort of disappeared from the space. But uh, luckily, you could still find his articles on the Red Archive. You can also go on Amazon and look for Hartiste on game. That's heart, like your, your heart, right? H-E-A-R-T-I-S-T-E, -E, Hartiste on game. You can find those on Amazon in paperback, and they are huge volumes, right? There's two of them. 
and the I'm I'm like halfway through Hartiste on Game Volume One, which is like, like it's like an encyclopedia, and it's just his old blog blog articles, right? So I was reading his reading that, and I came across this blog article in the book. I go, you know what? This would make a fun. This would make for a fun topic and and easy content, right? <laughs> so. I'm not going to read this ver verbatim to you guys, though, right? I'm just going to go over key concepts. I'm going to off, off, like, go through the title of each one of these because he, he has funny names for these. And then I'm just going to go through, like, sort of bullet points of the ideas in those, okay? Uh, before we get too far into this, guys, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Sound off in the live chat, guys. Sound off in the lives. Uh, there's a couple of these I'm going to ask you about, right? Have you ever experienced this? Okay. Because these are mistakes when you're first learning this stuff, okay? And uh, I guarantee you I made some of these mistakes. <laughs> I know I, I know I have. Uh, guys, please send super chats. That does support the show. I already said that drop the S word uh, at the three-minute mark, so I'm probably already demonetized. So hook a brother up. <laughs> hook a brother up. All right. Let's see here. So the first one we have here is excitable boy syndrome, excitable boy syndrome. And he goes, you're pumped, right? Your face is flushed. You're very high energy. You've got a smile a mile wide. You just came from the gym. Maybe you listen to some like some hype music, which I, I do talk about in the book, right? I say, you know, it's important on the day of a date, especially if you're sort of someone who's not naturally an outgoing person, someone who's not no normally somewhat high energy. Um, it's good to get yourself pumped up before going to the date and then go out and talk to everybody as you go out throughout the day to build up that social momentum so that when you're on the date, you're, you're in the social mood already, right? You're in the social state. Well, he's saying a problem with that is sometimes guys get a little too excited. They get a little too pumped up. And now you're an approach machine, right? You're an approach machine. You want to talk to all the ladies and you're singing, you're singing and dancing. And the thing is that chicks don't dig a hyperactive spaz. Okay. They do like a guy who's a little high energy, you know, a lot of guy that brings the fun, but they don't want someone who's a total spaz, right? Um, they do like a guy that can control his state a little bit, right? They like a guy with state control. So he says, relax. Relax, man. Don't and I put it here. Don't be like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy explaining how he gets overly excited to close a sale and then ruins it. <laughs> I was going to try to find a clip for that, but I uh, I didn't have time. But uh, you guys know the scene where he's talking to the waitress and he's like he's he's petting the muffins and he's like he's like you know I'm just like oh look it's a good little sale oh look at you and then I ruined. You don't want to be that, okay? You don't want to be that guy. All right, we got some guys in the chats here. <laughs> oh, hey, we've got uh, Nurse Chick. She says, good morning, chat. Happy hump day, dirty girl. Um, Nathan says, get the book. Yes, please do. Hey, Nuke's in the house. Hello. Oh, he says, hello, yes. Yes, he had to fix that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if hikers are crazy, but Cappy is definitely crazy. All right, we got a $2 super chat. We are past the eight minute mark, so you get you get this right here. I'm just gonna say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yes, he definitely fucks for two dollars super sticker or whatever. Um, let's see here. 
Tricer made of wood says, uh, I will be uploading a tag you and the photos of the stickers in my recording studio after the court case with my ex. Oh my God. I don't need her doing any other crap. She's freaking nuts. Yeah. 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 No, no problem, dude. <laughs> no problem, dude. No problem. Um, yeah, you know why her like taking that to court? Like, he can't have my kids. He's a red pill guy. You know about those red pill guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give her any ammunition. All right. So the next one here is overeager reaction to her crumbs of interest. How many of you guys have done that? Oh, God. Presidential campaign starts today for the Manosphere. You ready? Oh, does it? Okay. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see you. You you put out your uh, your ad campaign that's uh, sponsored by you know uh, this this message is brought to you by Glenn Lawrence and I approve this message. All right. Okay, so over over eager reactions to her crumbs of interest. I know I've done this. I you guys have probably done the same thing, right? It, it typically what this comes down to is. You're sort of projecting, you're projecting um, your uh, your attraction level onto her, right? You're starting to, you might actually be doing good at first, but then you sort of like double down on stuff and, and then you start, I don't know, almost like overly placating her. You know how like when a girl likes a guy and she's, she laughs at all of his dumb jokes and you're like, that joke wasn't that good. I know it wasn't that good. And she's laughing at it. So she must like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same thing, but in reverse. Okay. So you're starting to get positive reactions from women, right? You start realizing, hey, some of this game stuff is pretty effective. Okay. She touches you, laughs at your dumb jokes, right? Strokes your hair, beams when you tease her. And so instead of acting like you've been there before, like, hey, this happens all the time. Like I'm used to it. Right, you respond with overeager gratitude, excessively loud laughter. Right, you basically start supplicating to her and putting her on a pedestal. All right, before she's really earned it. He says, You're acting like a puppy crushing, a puppy crushing preteen self. Okay, <laughs> you start pushing too hard for romantic resolution and start getting outcome dependent. How many guys uh, out there go on like maybe two dates, maybe three dates with a chick and try to lock her down, right? So where are we? I'm not seeing anybody right now. Are you seeing anybody right now, right? Like what What are we? They start putting a – the guys start putting the label on it, right? It's bad. It's bad juju. It gives, her, it gives them the ick when you do that. He says you need to act like you've been there before, okay? You need to act like you've been there before, right? You need to not be so excited by too much female attention. Uh, he says mystery referred to this as active disinterest. Active disinterest, right? So think about it. Think about it for a minute. A guy who has lots of options with chicks, who has chicks, you know, flirting with him all the time. He's out on dates all the time. He's hooking up all the time. He would be somewhat unfazed by that female attention, wouldn't he? It would be almost like old hat. You know, it's like, ah, it's just another chick stroking my beard, right? If you guys don't know what that feels like, get a beard. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like a like a, a big part of game is pre-selection, right? Women 
can tell just by the way you talk to them, whether you're good with chicks or not, you know, and, and whether you, you possibly have options or not, they could tell, they could tell by your, you know, like if you're needy, right. They could tell if you're like a little overly ambitious, you're a little, uh, you know, you, you're a little too over eager about her attention. You know, if you're too available, they can tell when you don't have any, any bitches, right? They can tell when you don't have any bitches. And the thing is like, women don't want a guy that doesn't have bitches. If they might say they don't, but that it gives them the ick when, when he doesn't have any bitches, you know what I mean? Like he's got to have bitches or at least be, be perceived as having bitches, right? <laughs> so act like you've been there before. Okay. Be, un, be a little unfazed, a little more unfazed by her. Uh, you know, her, her, her touchy, touchy feeliness. Okay. Act like, ah, you know, all the chicks do this. All the chicks do this, whether they do or don't. <laughs> all right. Act like it. All right. Act as if. Oh, let's see here. Deeper currents. Hello from Australia. I'll try and stay up, but Ben is calling. You know what? It's okay, man. It's okay. Just uh, send a super chat. <laughs> Gotta send that super chat first and then go to bed and come back and watch the replay, man. That's all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, look at this. Mike Farrell, brother Mike's in the house. Two dollar Canadian, two, two Canadian dollars. He gets this. There is an epidemic of gold digging whores in this country. Right? There is an epidemic of gold digging whores. Oh, Ed, $5 super chat. An eager beaver gets meager beaver. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Okay, here we go. We get we we're gonna give we're gonna give Ed what he wants. Shame this horse. Yes, we've got to shame this horse. All right, yes, here we go. <clears throat> Speaking the truth, yep. All right, guys. Uh before we go into these other ones be sure to follow me on social media the links are in the description get on the email list guys list.comeonmanpod.com uh you'll get free stickers if you don't want free stickers it's cool just write don't want stickers in the address field all right i don't want to waste a stamp on you and send you something you don't want anyway uh but you get 20 dating app openers and you also get a free chapter from my book everything i wish i knew when i was 18 when you do that guys check out the practical law of attraction course all right, <clears throat> especially if you're in a bad headspace right now, or if you're just, you're just, no matter how much game you study, you just can't seem to apply it for whatever reason, right? Because a lot of the times, the reason you can't apply it is because of self-limiting beliefs. This course is all about your mind, all right? And, and basically reprogramming those self-limiting uh, self beliefs, all right? I teach you how to do it in this course, all right? Um but, but once you get your mind right, everything else tends to fall into place. Once you master the law of attraction, everything else in your world becomes something that's in your control, okay? It, it's not like it wasn't in your control before. You just didn't realize it, all right? But everything in your world, right? Your money, how much money you make, the kind of chicks you can get, the, the quality of chicks you can get, right? Your health, all that stuff starts in your head. And once you get that right, everything else falls into place. Guys, get the book, <clears throat> books.comeonmanpod.com will take you to my Amazon page. But a lot of you guys have been waiting for these to come in. I just got an order of this special edition. 
uh, the autographed edition, special edition came in last night. There's two left, okay, out of this box. So go ahead and, and order these. I'll drop a link in the chat. Order them now before they're sold out. This is the standard edition paperback. There's only one left. And then I have a, an order of the hardcovers. They should be here next week. All right. So those these right now are all sold out. <laughs> these will probably be sold out by the end of the day based on you know how the sales have gone in the past. And then I've got one of these left. All right. For whatever reason, the standard edition paperback aren't isn't as popular as the other two. Um, I don't know why. It's got this, literally the same information in it. And it's the least expensive. But let me drop a, a, a link to that in the chat where you could get the autograph special editions. If you guys are not in the United States, it it's costs way too much to ship to you. So just get it from Amazon. But if you're in the United States, go ahead and order the, uh, go ahead and order the autograph copy. It's literally the same price as Amazon. Okay. Plus you get, you get an autograph. I write a little special little note for you. Okay. <laughs> Let me play a commercial for the book and then we'll get back to these, uh, to the topic at hand today. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. You ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career, how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future, to take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of the book, there's an interesting conversation going on in the chat right now. So Trees here, Made of Wood, says the problem is women can take you from a 9.2 down to a 7 or a 6 because they wear you down. Every chick just needs to have a time they can't annoy men. Uh, uh, they can't annoy men for so we can keep our frame without their BS. And then pseudoscientist says, so don't move them in. And he go, and then, and then Trees here says, hell no. Keep your freedom. Don't even let them stay the night. The moment they um, they enter your zone, they will eventually initially kill your frame. Stay free, brother. And then pseudoscientist says, I know that sounds amazing, but it's overrated. And then <laughs> Treesair says, never move a chicken, period. Look, Treesair, it's not the women that kill your frame. 
it's you let them kill your frame, right? Like you have control of your own mind. You have control of your own frame. Okay. It's not the whammon. I do agree. It's probably not a good idea to move them in permanently, but not even letting them stay the night. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Nurse chick stays the night uh, every other week. It's it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. It, but you you control your frame. She doesn't, right? The big problem is that guys, when they get into a, a what they end up doing is they read a book like this, right? They read a book like my book, everything I wish I knew when I was eighteen. They read it ten to fifteen times. They get into a relationship but they only read the book to get into the relationship, right? Because we have our man, Ethan here that says he would like to know what it feels like to have his beard stroked and what it's like to cuddle with a woman. Right. So then they get the girl there and they start cuddling with her. And then they just forget everything in the goddamn book and start acting on instinct, which tends to be their old beta programming. And then they start falling into her frame. That's what happens. Okay. But if you, if you never get to that place in the first place, you always did what, do what you did from the beginning. You don't have that problem. So it's all in your control, brother. It's all in your control. All right. That's neither here nor there. Let's get back. Uh, let's get back to the topic ahead. So the next, uh, the next thing that guys do next mistake guys make when learning game is fumble in the red zone, fumble in the red zone. Okay. So he says, here's the scenario here. Your game's on point or your game's been on point. All right. You've made out with this chick. You've made out with this chick. All right. Sex seems like it's pretty much inevitable. All right. Sex, is, it's, it's, it's a done deal at this point. Okay. But, but you get in your own head about it. You freeze. And instead of trying to bring her back to your place for bedroom Olympics, you pull back and try to push for another date while on the current date and just you're like, oh, I, I, I don't know if she would want to go back to my place. I, I you know what? Uh, let's go. Let's go on another date. Okay. <laughs> guys, never. Guys can never do this. You can never push for the next date while you're on your current date. Guys can't do that. Chicks can, and it's okay to accept a date with her if she brings it up. But you can't do this, okay? Because that's needy behavior. <clears throat> But because you didn't seduce her like she was expecting, uh, you basically lose her, okay? And she ghosts you. She ghosts you. I I had a similar experience to this, uh, although she didn't ghost me, right? But I did have a, a, a similar experience, which I talk about in the book, where uh, I had a chick over back at my place. And for whatever reason, I didn't sit next to her, right? And, and being in close proximity to a chick is very important for the seduction process. Okay. But I was back at my house. I usually sit on one side of my couch. She ended up sitting on the other side of the couch. And so I basically chose comfort instead of sex that night. And, um, I didn't, I didn't close that gap and make a move in time. So she ended up getting bored and she left. <laughs> right. So instead of seducing her, like she, she comes back to my house. Like when a chick goes back to your house, they they know what's possible. They know, they sort of know what's on the table. Chicks aren't stupid. Okay. Uh, so when she comes back to the house and I didn't actively try to seduce her, she got bored and she left. Right. Luckily for me, she did uh, go out with me again on another date. I did bring her back to my house. And that time I didn't make the same mistake. I, I closed that gap and one thing led to another, like as it's supposed to. Right. But the thing is like chicks expect you to make a move. Okay, especially a chick that likes you. 
they're not stupid, right? They know what's the next step in the process. And if you can get her to come back to your place with a little plausible deniability, they know what's possible. And uh, you just need to not put your foot in your mouth and then sort of, you know, escalate properly, which I also talk about in the book, right? If you guys don't know how to escalate properly, I talk about that. I have a whole sub chapter on that. But chicks expect you to make the move. That's your job. Okay. If you don't, you actually risk losing her because she thinks that you're just not interested, right? That's how guys end up in the friend zone too, right? <laughs> there we go. Next book, everything you should have done before moving her. I, I actually don't advocate moving them in permanently. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, okay. Bad idea. Bad idea. Overplayed hand syndrome. That's the next one here. Overplayed hand syndrome. So I had a client. I had a client. I like, I do like talking about my clients. I always keep them anonymous on here. And every once in a while, the clients will be like, Hey, so that story, that was, uh, that was me. Right. Like, and I'm like, yeah, man, I was, it's a good learning experience for everybody. Right. So, and it's not like, um, when you make these types of mistakes, like other guys aren't making the same mistakes. Right. But it's all anonymous. You don't know who this is. So I had a client that was running into this one, right? Overplayed hand syndrome. He noticed that chicks responded very well to his cocky, funny demeanor. Okay. His, you know, I, I, I teach all the guys sort of to be cocky, funny, and playful in their interactions with chicks, right? He also noticed very, uh, that they responded very well to teasing, right? And that's one of the things that I learned from Dr. Robert Glover. I talk about in my book is the three T's, right? Touch, tease, and tell. Chicks do like it when guys tease them, okay? But when he needed to shift to something of more substance to create a deeper connection, he just doubled down on the teasing and the cocky, funny humor, and that kind of made him look more like an insulting asshole than a charming bad boy. Have you guys ever done that, right? Where you're you're just teasing him too much. You're 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 you know everything they say, you basically make fun of. At some point, the chicks are like, wait a second, is he teasing or is he just being a dick, right? And like a, a lot of guys are like, oh, well, chicks like assholes to a point, <laughs> to a point, right? Royce says that game is not a hammer. Game is not a hammer. It's a scalpel, okay? I prefer to say it's not a science. It's an art, okay? You have to feel out the situation and know when to pivot. I talked about this, uh, about that, in my texting episode a couple of weeks ago. Okay. There are, there's like, there's rules to texting, but you have to know when to break the rules. Okay. Same thing with an interaction, like a, a live interaction with a girl, right? You could, you could playfully bust on her a little bit, tease her a little bit, but you also have to pull back and be serious. Sometimes you have to ask her questions. You have to get her her into her emotions, right? It's you have to feel out this whole experience, okay? You can't just be constantly teasing her and busting on her and making fun of her and shit. Otherwise, she's just like, this guy's a fucking bully, right? So that's overplayed hand syndrome. Guys, join the beer club, beer.comonmanpod.com. Tomorrow night is our next meetup. All right. The 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. It starts, okay. The last, the last several have gone for like two hours, right? So if you can't make it at 4 p.m. Pacific, it, but you can make it at 5.30 Pacific, like show up at 5.30 Pacific. We'll probably still be on chatting, okay? Um, you can join with a free trial, 
and that this is what I invite most people to do. Okay. If you guys are unsure about the beer club, it's only 10 bucks a month, but if you're unsure about it, join today with a free trial, show up to the meetup tomorrow. If you don't like it, leave, leave. It's, it's okay. You don't get charged at all. All right. It's, there's a seven day period. So join the free trial, show up for the meetup tomorrow night. If you like it, stay in the group. If you don't, Peace out. No harm, no foul. We've had we've had guys do that. We've had guys show up for one meetup and they didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can't make you guys like it. It's just it's literally it's nothing heavy. It's just dudes getting together and having some drinks. But Paul, what if I don't drink beer? It's okay. I drink whiskey, right? Because I'm on keto and whiskey it has zero carbs. <laughs> uh, what if I don't drink alcohol? That's okay. Bring a bring a bottle of water. No one gives a shit. Okay. It's really just an outlet for guys to get together and talk about guy stuff. All right. It's so important that guys have a group of boys they can go to with their issues because your girl's not it, man. Your girl's not it. And a lot of guys have nobody. A lot of guys have nobody. So this, this group's for you, man. It's a social group. We meet, we get together once a month and then we have a pri private telegram chat that's actually very active. The guys are in there chatting all the time. They're in there swapping notes. Uh, we got a, a guy that just joined who went through a, a pretty nasty breakup recently. Um, all the boys came together and were like, Hey man, let's come up with a game plan for you. You know, it's, it's guys helping guys. All right. And it's, it's a good outlet for everybody. And then guys coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I have, uh, my tier two is unlimited, unlimited telegram support. Okay. And with telegram, it's like texting on steroids, right? You can text me, you can send me voice me messages. You can send me video messages. I can do the same thing back to you. Uh, you can set, I can send you video files, I, I, all, all sorts of stuff. Okay. Um, in my tier two, there's, there's four spots available. So if you guys want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I invite you to at least try out tier two and, uh, you can get that at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. All right, let's finish these up guys. The next one is say anything stupid syndrome. This is one of those those nuanced things in this space, I think, right? Because a lot of guys, they won't approach a girl because they, they're afraid they're, they're not going to say something slick. They don't have a good opener. You know, they need a good pickup line or whatever. One, you don't need a pickup line to talk to girls. Okay. You could literally just start talking to them. They're, they're actually human beings. It's weird. And a lot of times pickup lines come across as cheesy anyway. So in that circumstance, it actually is good to just sort of walk up to a chick and blurt out like the first thing on your mind, right? It's like, j just say something, just fucking say something, right? You have a three second rule. Otherwise you're going to talk, talk her, yourself out of talking to her. So if you see a chick you want to talk to, you have three seconds to go up and approach her. or You're going to talk yourself out of it and then just blurt something out. Okay. It could be something about the environment. It could be, Hey, I thought you were cute and I would be kick myself if I don't come over here and find out if you're someone interesting to talk to, right? Whatever, <laughs> right? It's important to just blurt something out. But, but if you're already on a date with a chick, sometimes opening her mouth is not good, okay? So Royce says here, guys get stuck with nothing to say on a date, okay? Or they're afraid of having a lull in the conversation. So they bumble out boring small talk. This is this is one of the biggest things I see. Uh, I see guys at beer club. I see guys in my coaching program. Uh, this is what they this is what they struggle with, and and I get it, right? Sometimes it's like I don't know what to say, so you just 
how's the weather, right? Like, what's your favorite color? Like, you come up with something boring, right? They ask you what you do for a living. You're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a IT director, right? Like, you know, you know, you know, you, 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 it's boring. Okay. No one cares that you're an IT director. No one cares. So they bumble out boring small talk or worse, self-deprecating humor, which kills attraction, right? One of Rolo's nine iron rules is uh, never self-deprecate, okay? Never self-deprecate. But Paul, what about agree and amplify? Aren't you self-deprecate? It's, it's, it's different. There's nuance with this stuff, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you're on a date. You have nothing interesting to say. Sometimes it's actually best to not say anything. Sometimes it's best to keep your mouth shut, okay? Remember the 80-20 rule, right? You actually want women to be doing 80% of the talking, and you only want to be doing 20% of the talking. If she asks about you, you want to keep your answers, you know, playful, sometimes absurd, and sometimes vague, but you don't want to spend a lot of time talking about yourself. You want to be able to, like, answer her question somewhat quickly and shift it back on her and let her do all the talking, okay? Now, Roycey says that 90% of the time when confronted with a man's silence, she will restart the conversation. She'll do it. All right. And he goes, when she does, she's actually the one pursuing, which shows your higher value. Okay. If she wants to keep this conversation going, it means that she likes where this is going and she wants to sort of prod you along. Now, he says, if they won't restart the conversation, this could be a sign of low interest. So here's one thing that I've learned though. Okay. I've learned that most women don't want to be the one leading the interaction. Okay. Part of your job as a man is to set the tone and lead. And this includes conversations. Okay. So it does help if you can lead the interaction. So this is something you should work on. Okay. You can't just be silent all the time. Okay, because then you are, you, that's also equally boring, I would say. All right. So I like to personally, I like to have a few go to questions to ask, right? A few go to questions to ask where you can ask her a question. Depending on her answer, you can make assumptions, you can make statements about it, you can tease her about it, you can keep that interaction going. And it's actually a lot easier to do that if you're not talking and you're actually actively paying attention because it's, Instead of actively paying attention and taking a genuine interest in what people say, most people are just thinking about the next thing to say. If you're not thinking about what's next to say and you just are listening for things to ask questions about and things to make statements of, it you can actually have a pretty not natural flowing conversation. And chicks love talking about themselves. And if you just let them, they think that you're the greatest communicator in the world. You don't even have to say much of anything, right? If you guys listen to my podcast episodes that where I have a, a guest on, I try to do that most of the time, right? I have set questions that I, I want to ask them, but sometimes I'll ask them a question and they'll answer something that sort of goes down a, a rabbit hole that I wasn't expecting. So instead of just go, trying to steer them back to my paper, <laughs> which would be boring, I, oh, that's interesting that you say that. And then I'll ask him a question about that. Like, listen to how I do interviews next time. Because a lot of times it's the same type of skill that you would use on a date. Okay. Um, oh, I got a good one that's coming up. Uh, I've got one with a guy named, Al he goes by Alpha Villains, right? And uh, that one's going to come out, I think maybe third week of February. 
And I had a whole bunch of questions for him. We didn't get to most of them because the conversation just went in a natural direction. So like, listen to that episode because I ask him a lot of questions or I make statements or, or whatever. And we ended up going off on tangents. So that's, that would be a good example of that. If you go, guys go back and listen to that. A bad, a bad example of that would be my interview with Rich Cooper because Rich Cooper answers things very short and succinctly. And I had four pages of notes to go through and try to squeeze out an hour. And that man was just so short with his answers that I, I had, I went through all four pages to get an hour out, out of him. So <laughs> sometimes you have to have a go-to questions. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so. So I like to have a few go-to questions to ask, right? Not stupid stuff like what's your favorite color or what do you do for a living or what do you like to do for fun, right? Sometimes I like to ask, what are your top three things on your bucket list, right? What, what are your top three things on a bucket list? If she's like, oh, I don't have a bucket list. You don't have a bucket list? I thought everybody had a bucket list. Why don't you have a bucket list? Isn't there places you've ever wanted to go? You know, you you want to get them talking about things that they're passionate about, right? Because if you get them in their feelings about stuff that they're passionate about, they associate those feelings with you. You know what I mean? We're, just, we're working our magic here. Okay. Easy discouragement syndrome. I see this a lot in the space. I see this type of thing a lot in the space, guys. So he describes this as, uh, as an example. He describes this as like, you see a cute girl you want to talk to. Okay. So you muster up some courage. Maybe you, you throw a few drinks back to loosen up a little bit. Okay. Whoo. All right. And then when you finally get ready to pull the trigger, you look over at the girl that you wanted to talk to and some dude's already talking to her. So then you start beating yourself up. God damn it. God, I waited, wasted too much time. Paul says there's a three second rule. I didn't do it. Ah have another shot right and then you start telling yourself how this game stuff doesn't work it doesn't work for you and you suck at this you start you start talking about how you can't compete and oh god ah oh, right anyway you start going down this this negative spiral right you spiral downwards and i talked i've talked about this before right i'm learning nlp right now and you find that the human mind has a negativity bias right so once you start down this negative spiral it's hard to get out of it Right, you will talk yourself out of ever approaching any other chick in that bar that night just because you're you're already discouraged because of this one chick at the end of the bar starts talking with some other dude who's probably going to strike out. Okay, you guys see what's uh, what this guy's doing wrong in this situation? Let me ask you guys: What do you think? The guy, I already named some what I think some of these are, but the guy's uh, you know he sees a girl across the bar. And now he's trying to work up his courage or whatever. Do you guys see what, what, what other things do you guys think this guy could do to improve his situation? What do you guys think? Come on, come on now. Come on, participate in the chat, guys. Come on now. Somebody, what could this guy do? What could this guy? I already named some of them. You guys could literally just repeat back what I said. <laughs> this, is a, this is the part in the class where uh, someone needs to raise their hand. And it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, someone that's always raising their hand. I'll be like, not you, Nathan, uh, you know, and then I'm going to call on somebody, right? I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, Ethan, Ethan, what is this guy doing wrong? Ethan, come on now, participate in the class guys. All right, we'll move on while you guys think of that. Think of that. What else could this guy be doing? Right. He's, he's 
easily discouraged. What else could this guy do to help his situation? All right. The next one, while you guys are thinking of that, is stubborn refusal to adapt spurgitude. Stubborn refusal. <laughs> Don't think, just do it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Deep Recurrence. I appreciate that. All right. Stubborn refusal to adapt spurgitude, he says. So the scenario he lays out here is pretty funny. Okay. Basically, he describes a one trick pony kind of guy. Maybe he studied mystery method and hits her with some slick routine and she doesn't respond the way the book says she would. All right. Um, so instead of trying to adapt to the situation and change things up, he just keeps trying harder with the similar act on the same chick. Right. <laughs> and I was talking to, I was talking to alpha villains about this, right? I mentioned alpha villains already. So I was, I talked to alpha villains about this. And one of the things that I, I had this epiphany about the other day, I was watching the Ip Man series. Have you guys watched Ip Man? Ip Man, I-P Man, right? It's Kung Fu movies. There, there, there's like, there's four of them. Um, it's about, about the real life story of Bruce Lee's Kung Fu teacher, right? This guy uh, taught Wing Chun Kung Fu and made it uh, a mainstream martial art, right? But there was this, I think it was Ip Man 3 I was watching, and I all of a sudden had this epiphany, right? There's a scene where there's a, the Kung Fu masters come to Ip Man. They say, you can't call yourself a master until you've accepted challenges from all the other masters. And so they, he says, that's, those are the rules. Those are the rules here. And so he goes, okay, fine. So he shows up to this place. And he stands on a table and the rules are he's got to accept challenges from any of the masters and he's got to keep fighting while the incense is, incense is burning, right? So they light incense. And as long as that incense burning is burning, he's got to accept challenges from other masters. So he's in this room and this it's a room full of masters, right? And there's like this Tai Chi master and there's this, this uh, Northern style Kung Fu master. And there's a, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden just, in my head, I'm thinking, all of a sudden I picture like, I, I picture uh, Donnie Yen as uh, like Rolo Tomasi, right? Sitting on a table. And then like this one Kung Fu master over here, this is Corey Wayne. And this guy over here is Roycey. And this guy over here is Rich Cooper, right? <laughs> like, I just like, these guys all have their own style, you know? And because that's what it is. Like all this stuff is, people have different styles. All right. And you got to figure out what works for you in the moment. Right. There's the mystery method. Right. So mystery's over here. He's one of the Kung Fu masters that needs to challenge. Right. <laughs> but red pill and pickup and dating and stuff like that. It's it's like Kung Fu. There's lots of different styles and you got to figure out which one which one works well for you. OK. If you uh, if you look at Bruce Lee. Right. He learned Wing Chun from from Ip Man. But he developed Jeet Kune Do out of many styles. Did you know that that uh, that Bruce Lee studied boxing? He also studied fencing, and he incorporated that into Jeet Kune Do. He he incorporated a lot of that type of stuff into Jeet Kune Do. Okay, he developed a style that was that that worked for him. It was very it cut out a lot of the BS. That's one of the reasons why Jeet Kune Do is actually a very effective martial art because there's not a lot of flourish in it. It's very uh, it's very simple, you know. If you read my book, you guys read my book. Um, I take concepts from lots of dudes in the space and merge them all into a style that worked for me. 
All right. I quote a lot of different dudes in the book, right? I've got Alan Roger Curry in there. I got Corey Wayne in there. I got Dr. Robert Glover in there. I got Roy C in there. I've got uh, Rolo in there. I've got, um, you know, RP Thor in there. I've got a lot of ideas packed into this book. Okay. So don't be afraid to take what works from other people and leave what doesn't. Take what's useful. All right. Leave what doesn't. If you find that you're doing some kind of, you know, magic routine on a chick and they, they're just not responding to that, don't be afraid to pivot to something else. Okay. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I used, when I was first studying Corey Wayne's book, I thought, no, no, Corey Wayne's it. Corey, like he talks about, there's only 3% of the world's population of men that understands women and only people that read this book. That's marketing. That's marketing, man. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. I mean, he has very useful stuff in his book, but a lot of some of his stuff wasn't was uh, is ineffective and out of date, you know. So you got to find what's useful, right? Oh, no, no, no. Uh he says maybe uh Treesare says uh maybe try mode 1 or is that too outdated? Would it even be viable to post in me too area size up or move off? No. So if you mode 1 still works. It still works. Absolutely still works. Um but but if you if you read uh if you read ooh say it again right that's uh Alan's third book he, you find that he doesn't just walk up and get immediately sexual with chicks he doesn't he will uh he gauges body language and um if she seems receptive to it right if he can get into her left ear zone that's when he starts doing the mo what what most people think of as mode 1 and he gets very sexual with them, right? You can be mode one and not be sexual with people, okay? But he says that if he goes and gets into her three-foot safe space and she backs up, that body language tells him that he has to be a little more, more mode two. So even Alan talks about reading the situation. You know what I mean? So yes, no, it, long story short, mode one still works. <laughs> Okay, so there's more than one way to skin a cat, guys. Okay, and then the, the last one here is Apollo. I can't pronounce this. Apologia the Destroyer. Apologia the Destroyer. And his scenario in this one is pretty good, right? He says, a woman hits you with a shit test. You listen to this podcast, right? You listen to my podcast. So you know how to agree and amplify. You know how to act indifferent, right? So you agree and amplify as a response to one of her tests. But instead of joking about it and laughing you off, she doubles down with some other bitchy remark about your response. All right. And, and, and what an asshole she thinks you are for what you did, for agreeing and amplifying and not taking what she said seriously. So now, now you're flustered. She didn't react the way Paul said she would. So you revert to your good guy programming, right? Your, your, your nice guy programming. And you start apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. I apologize. Right? Wrong move, brother. Wrong move. Wrong move. <laughs> a similar situation happened at beer club the other day. Okay. One of the guys of the group likes to make jokes and I absolutely love it. I love him being inter like super active in the group and him making jokes and stuff like that because he's breaking out of his shell. He's, he's, he's being more social. Right. So even if if it, like maybe I don't think the joke's funny, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Because he's he's having fun. And that's really all that matters. OK. 
so one of the, the other day I, he made a joke and uh, I jokingly was busting his balls, right? This particular joke I thought was terrible. It was a terrible joke, <laughs> but I, as I'm writing my response to it, like I, I reply to it and I go terrible, right? I'm laughing in my own head about it. Like, Oh man, that's such a bad one. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. What a terrible joke. Anyway. Um, so I busted his balls about it. He got a little self-conscious about it and DM me and he apologized. He's like, I won't do it anymore. You don't like my dad jokes. I won't do it anymore. And I was like, whoa, 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 man. No, no, no. I, I do like this. Like, don't, first of all, don't apologize. You guys, you got, you got to break that nice guy behavior. <laughs> you gotta, stop apologizing. Okay. Um, here's the thing. This, and I learned this, I had to learn this myself. I used to be a guy that would apologize all the time. All right. I read Atomic Attraction. It's one of my holy trinity of books. And one of the things I learned is that nice guys apologize too much. All right. They apologize too much. It makes you look weak when you're always apologizing. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. If you, if you, you know, acts, you know, absolutely mess up and you wrong somebody, you should apologize. Okay. You should apologize. Right. But, if you haven't done anything wrong, there's no fucking reason to apologize. Okay. So, you know, the same thing happens when you're interacting with the boys, boys are going to bust on you, right? It's if you can't handle guys busting on you, you're not going to be able to handle shit tests. So you're going to be terrible with women. Okay. So you got to learn how to, how to, how to deal with guys busting on you too. Okay. I learned this in the, in the Navy, man, in the Navy, like every, like guys who like you will bust on you. Guys who don't like you will treat you very cordially. You know what I mean? So you've got to learn how to handle that from the boys. And boys, it's like, especially in, in military, they know that if you can't handle them busting on you, they that they can't trust you in the field, right? Because what are you going to do under fucking pressure? You know what I mean? So the same thing goes with women, right? As soon as she gets you to apologize for something as simple as dealing with her shit test and her shitty behavior, right? You're, you're now operating in her frame and you failed the shit test, right? Saying you're sorry all the time is a habit you need to get rid of, right? Doing it all the time, especially for something you don't need to be sorry for, like someone's reaction to something you said makes you look weak, all right? So if you if you truly wrong someone, by all means apologize. But even then, watch how you word it. Watch how you word it. Right? Use I uh, I apologize instead of the weak sounding I'm sorry. All right. Say I. You know what? I apologize for that. If you ever hear me apologize, I very rarely say I'm sorry anymore because I I used to say it all the time. I say I apologize now. You can even say, "My bad." Hey hey, I didn't mean anything by it. My bad. Right. That even is le a less of a weak apology than saying, I'm sorry, right? But if a chick is getting mad at you for her being uh, having a shit test and you agreeing and amplifying or whatever, the best thing to do is either continue to agree and amplify or still act it different by it. You know what I mean? But don't apologize. All right. That was it, guys. What do you think? What do you think? Any of you guys? Any of you guys? Uh, experience any of this stuff <laughs> i know i have i know i have yes agree and amplify works awesome when someone is trying to make you look stupid in front of the group it absolutely does 
for every, men and women. A green amplify works for everybody. It works for absolutely everybody, right? Someone was someone in the beer club a couple maybe a month or two ago asked, "What do you do with someone who's amogging you at work?" It's like I fucking agree and amplify. It's a shit test. It's the same thing, right? Men and women, same thing. Yes, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys, that's all I got for this episode. Tune into the podcast on Friday. We are continuing our series on the science of getting rich. We're up to chapter nine now, and it will be on how to use your willpower to get what you want. All right, guys. Um, and if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thanks to everybody that sounded off in the live chat today. That, that always helps make these go by much smoother. Uh, thanks for everybody that sent super chats. It's not too late. You can still send a super chat. If you guys are watching the replay, you can also send um, you can send them after the fact, and I'll screenshot it and, and thank you on social media for that. Um, speaking of social media, follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Guys, get on the email list. I'll send you some free stickers. If you don't want the stickers, just write don't want stickers in the address field, and I won't waste a stamp on you. But you can get 20 dating app openers and a free chapter of my book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. Guys, check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Get the book, books.comeonmanpod.com. Like I said at the beginning, I have some autographed copies available. I'll drop that in the, the, the live chat again. I've got two of these available. These are the special editions. And I've got one of these standard editions available uh, for autograph. They're the same price as Amazon. If you live in the United States, the same price. Otherwise, if you guys are, are, you know, live overseas or, or another country other than the United States, get it at books.comeonmanpod.com. That'll take you to my Amazon authors page. And then, uh, let's see here. Join the beer club. The meetup next meetup is tomorrow night, 7 PM Eastern time. You can join with a free trial after that. It's only 10 bucks a month. And then coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I will see you guys on Friday for the science of getting rich. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.